This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts. But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host today, Vanessa, and I hope my, th- my voice isn't a little too fuzzy today. Um, I had you stay off with a little bit of sinus, and so I find that I didn't talk much. <laughs> and so I'm finding today I'm having that... Sounding like you've just woken up sound all day, so hopefully it sounds okay. So, welcome to the show. Today is part three of our five-part diagnosis series on Fighting Stigma. So today I'm going to be talking all about bipolar. Now, if you've been listening to Fighting Stigma for a while... You probably know a little bit about bipolar, um, if you don't, even if you don't um, experience it yourself, because I do. So I experience bipolar and anxiety, so I talk about it all the time. <laughs> so what I'm going to do today is actually get some info off the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand website and share it with you, and then share a few of my anecdotes about kind of how it, I experience it and how some of the people I know who also experience bipolar, what's the difference? Because obviously everyone experiences things differently to each other. But before I get into all that juiciness, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers, and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoro and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress to Health and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't worry if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think, hey, that sounds like something to be really helpful for myself or someone else I know. I do play that ad again at the very end of the show, so stick around and you'll be able to grab those contact details. Okay, so... 
today's show, bipolar. So, depending on what you know, you may not know much about bipolar. You may know the whole kind of bipolar, so, um, or as it used to be known, manic depressive. Um, so, manic depression. So, you may know that people have depression and then they have highs, they have mania. So, you're not really sure kind of what that looks like for people. So, reading directly from the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand's Understanding Bipolar, it's actually a handout they have. Um, so bipolar is a condition in which a person's mood can cycle from overly positive and active, up often called main, also called mania, to very depressed and inactive or down. It's what I like to call load mode because quite often um, I can manage to catch it before it gets really, really depressive and so it's like starting to experience low mood is how I call it. So people who have periods of... St- People will have periods of stable mood in between. Everyone experiences bipolar slightly differently, but generally all ethnic groups have similarities in symptoms. It is important to know that bipolar can be managed well with the right mix of strategies. Now, one of the famous people who had bipolar was Carrie Fisher, and she says about having bipolar, Bipolar disorder can be a great teacher. It's a challenge, but it can set you up to be able to do almost anything else in your life. So they... One of the things is they, the whole thing of a lot of people ask is like, what causes certain mental health issues? And with most of them, they actually don't know. So other than PTSD, where they know there was a trauma involved, most of them, they don't know kind of what mix of things came together, whether it was genetics, whether it was um, an environmental thing, whether it was uh, something that happened in your life. Quite often, it's a combination of those. So what it says here is we don't know the exact cause of bipolar. Genetic and biochemical factors and stressful life events may all play a role. As someone in the family, Fano has relatives with bipolar, they may have an increased chance of developing it. Early trauma, examples, grief, physical or emotional abuse or neglect, physical illness, lack of sleep, misuse of alcohol, drugs, substances and medications may also be risk factors. So it's one of those things where we don't know exactly what causes it, so it does make it a little bit hard to kind of avoid things so you don't get having it come on. Um, Bipolar often starts in a person's late teens or early adult years, but adults in later life can also develop bipolar. So one of the, some of the signs, so how can you tell if like what's going on is not just you just have moments of being really down and moments of being up and everyone experiences low mood, everyone experiences grief, everyone experiences times of being sad, right? Like there's stuff in life that just makes life hard. It's not just about being stressed and it's not also just about being really ebullient and up and bouncy, right? It's actually, there's quite a little bit more to it than that. So everyone experiences mood shifts in daily life, but with bipolar, these changes can be more pronounced. Often people with bipolar will seek help during downs or periods of depression as they feel bad then, but when they're up, they're feeling fantastic. I can totally attest to that. They may not be aware that they're acting in ways that concern others. Typically it is family members and others who know you well who are concerned during periods of mania. So the symptoms of depressive episodes are very are pretty much the same as depression. So lower depressed mode, sense of helplessness, hopelessness, lack of energy, feelings of guilt or worthlessness, inability to concentrate, loss of interest in or enjoyment of usual activities, sleep disturbances, wanting to escape one's mind, could be suicidal thoughts or behaviour, and could be eating problems, whether overeating, undereating, the usual. Um, and quite often with people with bipolar, what I know for myself and uh, a lot of people have, people have shared is that quite often depressive episodes come as kind of 
an after effect of having a high so it's actually kind of like that guilt and shame stuff of like and it's like you've used or you've used six months worth of energy up in a week and then you just crash and your mood just tanks it's kind of how it feels i find so in manic episodes so when you start having highs you feel really up and energetic so symptoms may include elevated or high mood restlessness extreme irritability talking very fast i kind of want to put my hand up for that one that's how my friends know i start talking even faster than i normally talk poor judgment racing thoughts and ideas and unable to sleep feeling very important risky behavior i e.g overuse of drugs or alcohol spending money aggression or overly sexualized behavior Doing things very fast and often, e.g. excessive cleaning. I know someone who she's quite happy when she starts going up because her house gets super clean. <clears throat> it's when she gets really up that it's not so great because there's some behaviours she really doesn't like. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the increased energy can be quite nice. Like when you first start coming into an elevated mood, I have to say, I do quite like the increased energy thing. So a person may not be aware of the changes in their attitude or behaviour. After a manic phase is over, they may be shocked by what they've done and the effect it has had. And I can say yes to that. Like, I didn't realise some of the real risky behaviour I was doing when I was having some ups. Um, and until friends talked to me about it, I was like, I would... And then I started thinking about it. I was like, no, I did that. Like, I can remember doing that, but it doesn't... There was no memory of making a decision to do the action. And I was like, if I was in my right mind, I would never have chosen to do that. That doesn't... That doesn't fit my values at all <laughs> and how I want to be in the world. So it was quite it was quite a learning experience having that. So yeah. So there's always help. We can always get help. So where can I get help? GP is the best person to talk to first. Get a GP who you feel comfortable with. Tell him or her what is going on for you and how is it affecting your life. They may refer you to a psychiatrist who will be able to do an assessment and discuss the various options for treatment. You may... You, you need to be really well informed about what all the services and treatment options available. It's important to note that to get the right treatment, you need to be honest with your moods and what is going on for you. Sometimes this is hard to do, particularly if you're worried about how others might think of you. So some of the common clinical treatments are medication. So there's different types available and you need to find what suits you. Quite commonly, it's mood stabilizing medications such as lithium and sodium valproate or lamotrigine and I personally was on a combination of lithium and lamotrigine um, and I found it was absolutely spectacular it was seriously it was like someone cleaned my brain and turned the lights on I was like oh I can think again and make rational decisions I can actually make a decision I can recognize you're asking me a question and I need to make a decision it was incredible um, if the medication isn't working, you need to discuss it with your doctor. As, as with everything with medication, it can take a while to find the thing that works for you. And it can be a combination of finding the right combination, the right times of day, the right amount of it. And sometimes um, it's just working through that and it's not fun. And I totally get that. And I, I know a lot of people don't want to do medication and I understand because I really didn't want to do medication for a really long time. I'm one of the people who's really lucky with my bipolar I had um, type 2 bipolar and how it was for me is I got a really amazing psychiatrist who really really knew bipolar and he said look this is what's going on for you is this what does this fit and I'm like yeah that fits exactly like he was amazing and he said okay I want us to do try these medications and so it took a little bit of tweaking to find the right thing we just tried lithium by itself 
kind of started helping but didn't really do anything. And there was a combination of really high dose lithium and reasonably high dose lamotrigine. And then it was like, oh, yeah, hey, look, I can function. This is incredible. And what he said is that I'd need to stay on that for two or three years and really, really work hard while I'm doing that because that would like really stabilize my brain chemistry and I'd be able to think. And I needed to learn some strategies. I needed to work out all the things in my life that causes stress. I need to think about all the things, recognize all my warning signs. And I need to come up with really solid strategies to deal with them as soon as they came up. And I was really lucky because I was with Community Mental Health at the time. And he started a bipolar support group. So it was actually like a mood disorder support group, um, therapy group. So it wasn't just bipolar. There was a couple other people that had different mood disorders. And we did once a week, I want to say for two hours, maybe it was only an hour and a half. My knob, yeah. Uh, it was about almost 20 years ago now. No, uh, that's a bit much. So it would have been 14 years ago. I'm trying to remember exactly. And he, we did these amazing things. So it was really incredible for me because I learned so much from that. I learned so much about myself and about what I could do. And I was really lucky that, like, you know, after just after two years, I started tapering off and it took another year and a half. So I was on meds for almost two, four years, but it's like the second half was kind of in the tapering coming off it stage, which was a really slow, gentle process, which I did with my GP because I'd been discharged from mental health by that point. And um, it was, I'd come down a little bit and then as soon as I felt like I wasn't coping and life was really difficult to deal with and I wasn't functioning, I'd sort of stay at that for anywhere from like an extra month to like six months, I think was the longest I stayed on one amount before I went down again. But I'm very happily, I'm not currently medicated. But that takes a lot of work because I have to say, it is a non-stop having to do things. And I know quite a few people who have bipolar who are on medication for the rest of their life. And if I needed to be on medication for the rest of my life to be able to have a life that I enjoy, that I can function in, that I can actually do the things I want to do, I would do it. Because as much as I had some not so great uh, side effects from the mental health medications I was on, that was so much, like they were worth it for how much of a difference it made for my brain so I could actually live a life. And so what I know for myself with bipolar is that that really worked for me, but working out the strategies, the things I could do in my life, the things that made a difference. And the biggest thing for me was doing a rap plan. So doing a well-being recovery action plan, working out what I'm like, what's my normal, what's my regular? Like because when you have bipolar, your regular is not one thing. You can't just say I'm regularly kind of in this base, right? Like because you actually you bounce a bit. Like my my regular mood, there is there is almost two or three states. There's a there's a very even. Like I'm not experiencing any symptoms of bipolar, and then there's the okay level of up and the okay level of down. Because that's actually kind of what happens. You have ups and downs. Everyone in life have ups and downs. It can be quite marked for people with bipolar. Now, there's two types of bipolar. There's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. And my understanding of the difference is, is that bipolar 1 has more rapid cycling and higher levels of ex like extremes of the two different types. Right? So, and also... And I don't think this is solely for bipolar 1. It may be for people with bipolar 2. Some people with bipolar have moments of psychosis. So, and I know I was talking to someone one time and they just thought, because that was their experience, they have bipolar and they get psychosis when they're really manic. And so their experience was that everyone who has bipolar gets psychosis. 
because that's how it was for them. And the doctor had said that's just really normal. And it can be. It's really, it's not uncommon. It's not common, but it's not uncommon, if that makes sense, that someone who has high levels of mania can experience psychosis. And so what obviously, I think it's next week I'm going to be talking about psychosis and schizophrenia, but it's just all about like where you see here, it's like one of your senses gives you information that no one else is getting. So you quite often it's you see things or you hear things that no one else is seeing or hearing. Um, sometimes, especially for when you're having, someone's having a manic episode, it can actually just be about delusions. So they believe that Jesus or they believe that there's spiders covering their body or they need to, that it's completely okay to walk down the middle of the main road with no clothes on. Um, so the, all of those examples were ones that people who've experienced bipolar and had a psychosis moment, have told, an episode, have told me that's what was going through their head and was seemed perfectly normal at the time. So what's really important is to have a think about, do any of those things ring bells for you and you haven't talked to your doctor about it? Because one of the things I found is as the wonderful Understanding Bipolar flyer says from the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand, like quite often people go to the doctor when they have depression, when they're in the depressive state, because that's the time they feel really bad. I, for the longest time, thought I had depression that was untreatable because we keep trying different antidepressants. It just made me worse. But once I got a psychiatrist, he said, oh no, some people with bipolar, if they take antidepressants, it actually makes them depressed because it's actually, you don't have depression. So we, the brain chemistry is not doing the thing that the depression drugs will fix, right? Um, and so I needed the mood stabilizers, so lithium and lamictal, any of those, right? And that worked for me. I know other people are taking lithium and also an antidepressant, and it works for them. It's because everyone's brain is different. Everyone's different. So working out with your doctor, the best choice to try out, and then unfortunately sometimes you have to do a little bit of some experimenting, try it out for, I don't know, six to 12 weeks, see how it goes, see if you actually notice any difference, increase the dosage a couple of times so you actually feel like something's working, and then see if it's enough, right? <clears throat> And so one of the things that's really important is thinking about what, what, where is life not working? Because one of the things that I found biggest when I got the diagnosis of bipolar, because for me it was both the best and worst day of my life. It was the best day because now I knew what was going on. It's like, oh, okay, I have a label. I know what I need to look up. I have a diagnosis. I can get some help. I can say to people, this is what's going on. How do I make it better? And the worst day, because I had a whole lot of stigma around having a mental health experience. So I was just like, I'm now, my life is over. But the good thing was, is like going, oh, I can now recognize stuff. And that's why for me, doing my rap plan was so important, because I could actually say, hey, this level of excitement and this level of doing things is actually my normal. This is my regular. Like, there's nothing worrying about this, right? Like, I just got given tickets to see Bill Bailey for free from my favourite aunt. And, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to talk about it at a mile a dozen. No one's going to be able to understand what I'm saying, and I'm going to look like I'm starting to get manic. No, I'm just excited about this one thing that's really awesome. If it's and I know for myself, if I've had several nights in a row of only five hours sleep, I'm talking really fast, I'm starting to spend money, it's that's when, those, it's those sort of combination of things, it's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to have an up, I'm starting to get elevated, what do I do, what can I do to kind of look after myself? And it's really, really important to have some solid strategies to deal with either the ups or the downs. 
and really great strategies that you do every day to help you stay as much in the middle as you can. Because we're going to have ups and downs. If you experience bipolar, we're going to have ups and downs. Like it's just a part of life. I've become very okay with this is part of me until I'm not here anymore. And that's okay because actually it's just part of me. It's the same as having glasses. I'm short-sighted. I'm choosing to not go get laser surgery because it freaks me out so freaking much. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to wear glasses for the rest of my life. That is just how it is. I find a way, ways around it and I deal with it. And I don't give it too much pressure or thought or worry. And so the same things happened, like I've got to the point with bipolar, is that this is part of me. So I have times where I get super excited, I get really energetic, I overdo things. I, I drive erratically, like I don't wear my seatbelt, I drive faster than the speed limit. Not, not crazy but fast, but like I'm normally quite pedantic about it. Um, I will do things that I would not normally do in close relationships. Um, I will spend so much money. Like quite often depressive episodes for me have come in after I've had a high and what's happened is I've actually spent like $3,000, got a new credit card and spent $3,000. It's not like I went and bought a house or went and bought a car, both of which I have heard from people who have bipolar that they've done. I know someone went and bought a house and I know someone went and bought a car. So it's, this is some things that can people can do. I normally just spend money on random things and give a lot of stuff away. So you kind of have to look at what is it that's going on? How do you recognize that, like the worrying side? And recognize the earlier signs. So when can you jump on it so you make a difference? It's that whole idea that's saying... We don't want to be an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. We want to be somewhere at the top of the cliff. My point of view is that actually, can we just be somewhere like along the walkway up the cliff? Can we actually have some support on the way there so we don't get to the top of the cliff? Obviously, we don't want to fall off the cliff. Like, we don't want to have a breakdown. We really don't want to do that. But, like, actually, can we actually have it so we actually kind of, we just walk slightly up the hill and then we have some help so we come back down the hill and we go, and there's just a little bit of a cycle. Like, that's fine. But we actually have some support and it's really important to know for yourself what works. And everyone's a little bit different, right? What makes a difference? So quite often talking therapies can help, medication can help. It can be um, CBT is really good. Some people find DBT, dialectic behavioral therapy is really good because it gives you ways to deal with emotions because quite often... Especially if you're getting elevated, you get really overwhelmed, like everything's just full on, right? Or you're really depressed. Um, But if you're in crisis, it's definitely really important to reach out and get help. Ring your GP, ring the crisis line, depending on which DHB you're in. Um, In Hamilton or the Waikato region, it's 0800 50 50 50. Ask for help, especially if you're feeling in danger of taking an action that's going to hurt yourself or someone else. Now, one of the things that can be really good is having someone to talk to. And we know sometimes there's not anyone in our life right now that we can talk to. Or we just don't feel like we wanna, we're want to. we not really to share that with someone who knows us in our day-to-day life. So what I'm going to do now is share a series of support lines. So if you ever need to talk to someone, you have a phone number for someone you can ring who you know has had some training, has some understanding, has some empathy, and won't tell your neighbour what's going on. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called, so need to talk, 1737. It's a free call or text service, and it's available 24-7, so 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with 
a trained counsellor and their service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text, 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around like the, um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So Depression Helpline 0800 111 now they're there, they're, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whānau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Tōtoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, their number is 0800 688 5463. So hopefully you've managed to grab all of those phone numbers but if you didn't, if you missed any, I do play that series of support lines at the end of every single show or you can find Finding Stigma on 
freefm.org.nz or a podcast of Fighting Sigma Show on Spotify. So hopefully that's been a little bit of help for you today. But that's all we've got time for today. So from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.